We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Someone brought it up to our attention. I think it was Joey Burgoyne, our executive producer, about this whole issue of the Earth's core and spinning and it changes direction. I didn't, really, I didn't understand it, so I was like, we got to talk to someone who does understand it. So we found somebody. I think we've had uh, Professor Piatek on before, but I'm not sure. Uh, Professor Jennifer Piatek, uh, if I get this straight, Professor of Planetary Geology and the Chair of the Earth and Space Sciences Department at Central Connecticut State. Is that is that a de- decent enough summary of your responsibilities at that institution? Uh, that's, that sounds exactly like the, the, the list I put at the end of my email, so that's perfect. Okay, Thank good. you, yes. Okay, good, because I don't want, I'm sure you studied long and hard to get those credentials, so I don't want to give them short shrift. Um, so tell me, the Earth's core spins, and it spins in the opposite direction that the Earth does? Okay, so I think this got just a tiny bit confused, because, you know, doing geophysics before noon, Nobody gets that, right? <laughs> so, well, let's let's go back to that that kind of picture of the Earth that maybe you know we would get from an Earth science textbook, right? We have the Earth has a crust, it has a mantle, and it has a core. So the core is, you know, roughly the size of say Mars. So say half the size of the Earth, and it's mostly mostly iron. And when I say mostly, I mean like ninety five percent iron. The outer part of the Earth's core is liquid, and that's the part that, that is moving around. That's what causes our magnetic field. And the inner part, though, even though it's really, really hot, because it's under so much pressure, it's solid. And that part, because it has this liquid between it and the rest of the solid Earth, that inner part is the part that can rotate at a different rate. Huh. So same, the, same direction, different rate? Same direction, different rate. And so um, what's been going through the news is uh, some researchers, some seismic researchers in China have gone by and looked at more earthquake data since about, and so they suggested that since about 2009, that the core, which had been rotating a little bit faster than the Earth, so imagine the interior of the Earth and it's spinning, but it's going a little bit faster than the rest of it. What it did is it's been slowing down, and they propose that it's actually going starting to rotate slower than the rest of the Earth. So it's not like it's going backwards. All it's doing is just going slowing down, just like driving by a car on the, on the highway. They didn't stop when you drove by them, but right. it looks like they're going a little bit backwards to you. So let me ask you this then. Is there any potential impact on any? Like, like when I think about what when I when the subject was brought up, I'm like, this is end of days stuff. You know what I mean? So, I, I is there any impact on anything we do? With is there any potential for any problems or anything related to this kind of movement? I know it does sound apocalyptic, and when they say, "Oh, it's going to reverse," no. So, what this might do, it would change the length of the day by a millisecond. So if you've got an atomic clock in your basement, 
Yep. You know, the day may change a little bit and your clock might be a tiny bit off. By a millisecond. But by a millisecond. Okay. So it's so, not it's not like we're gonna be frying eggs on the sidewalk or falling <laughs> into the pits of despair. No, no, I know it sounds like that, right? But no, it's it, what it is is it's really fascinating to think that there's this giant pool of iron underneath us and it's rotating at a slightly different rate yeah. than the rest of it. Well, just the fact that the, between the layers, there must be some sort of suspension enough to have the movement separate, which I thought find fascinating too. Well, it's that liquid layer. You know, yeah. any kind that, you know, when everything's all solid like the rest of the earth, it has no choice. It has to all rotate at the same rate. Right. But you had put that liquid in there and it allows it to decouple. Fascinating. Is the fancy science word. Yeah, and and I, so it can rotate a little faster, a little slower. Yeah, I, we used to deal with decoupling when we talked about the economies of China and the United States. Um, <laughs> um, so I appreciate the term. Uh, Professor Jennifer Piatek from Central Connecticut State here joining us on Brian and Company. Honestly, like this is stuff I know nothing about, so it absolutely fascinates me, and I love to be able to ask a ridiculous question and get, honestly, a layperson's answer, so I appreciate it. The other thing I want to ask you, it's a little out of left field. I don't, you weren't really briefed on it beforehand, but the other piece of news is this asteroid near miss can you speak to that too or no asteroid near miss like there's a big well, there's a big asteroid the size of a what was it a delivery truck that's going to come within i think 2200 miles of earth and but i don't know if this is your ballywick or not oh this you know that planetary geology thing um i should i should learn about these little things what is, um, is planetary, okay. ge- planetary geology what is it uh, it, it, that's a, that's a catch-all term for studying, I don't know, anything solid in the solar system. So everything from the, the asteroid that you're talking about up to, um, you know, the Earth or, heck, why not? We could study the, the giant planets and look at their atmospheres. Um, what you're di- what I'm doing is actually giving myself enough time to, to, oh, no. <laughs> to pull this up is what I'm and doing. You, and here. you don't even have, I just we did it. Our news guy did it as a news story that that there's this asteroid that's going to be a near miss. And I I I was just you know I I've, uh, I I mar- remarked that you know kind of amazes me that we don't get a bigger chunks of rocks that 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 hit the planet like a la the theory on the dinosaurs or what have you. And I just I'm curious to how often stuff like this happens. Okay, so um, there's a, a when we talk about asteroids, we're talking about the, these are just basically chunks of we call them debris that that are orbiting around the sun, um, and they could be you know small things the size you know small things a meter in size. They could be you know much much larger than that, you know up to kilometers or so in size, and there's. Oh, I'm trying to remember my numbers off the top of my head. There's there's a few thousand that actually get through the atmosphere. Very, very close to the Earth. Okay. So there's a whole population we call near Earth asteroids, and there's of those near Earth asteroids, there's a few that get, you know, within a few million miles or less of the Earth. And you're right. We do see them. Our atmosphere does protect us. Anything that's smaller than a couple of meters or so in diameter, if that came in and hits the atmosphere, it will burn up due to friction. It will just literally vaporize itself traveling through the atmosphere. It's the stuff that's a little bit bigger that we worry about, right? Yeah. Because if that did get through, 
the but because we know that that would be a problem, um, our space agencies like NASA are tracking these things. And so we have a whole near-Earth asteroid detection program. And, I mean, I know everybody's attention spans get very, very short nowadays. But <laughs> back in September, NASA actually did a mission to try to change the oh, yeah. orbit when it, when of it, one it, of these. It plowed into one to see if it could change its trajectory, right? Right. Well, it, it plowed into it just to see. All we want to do is see if we can change its orbit, and we're not going to you know, blow it up and turn it into a a shower of of even worse things trying to hit us, um, as happened in the movie uh, Armageddon many, many, many years ago. <laughs> that was actually a really good example of what would go wrong if you accidentally blew up the asteroid that was trying to hit you. Right, because my scientific but, experience is all through Armageddon, so. Hey, you know, sometimes you remember that better than you remember the class that you took way back when in some high school or something. So they were. So the, let's go back to DART. The DART mission was able to change the orbit of this little asteroid. It, this was a, a little asteroid about the size of the Great Pyramid of Giza. And they were able to change its orbit by, they measure it in time. So by like 30 minutes. So it, it's orbiting around a larger asteroid, and they were able to change that orbit by 30 minutes, which is pretty impressive for just simply, you know, hurling a spacecraft at something. Right. So, yes, we track these things, but they do come close to us, you know, periodically, and the very, very small stuff is hard to see because it's small. Right. The closer it gets to us, the easier it is. And what's happened, it, it looks like with this one, is this is a, is it's not a huge asteroid, so it's just been detected. It's going to pass by us, and and we're going to wave to it as it goes and, by. Yeah, we'll wave. Hi, uh, listen. Sorry to put you on the spot. We, we're up against the clock. We have to run, Professor. I'm sorry. I'm I'm always going to be long winded. So no, no. I will I will cut that off. It's great to connect. I'd love to talk more. I mean, especially stuff I'm so ignorant of. So I appreciate the early the early rise to get on the air with us and ha have a wonderful day. Thank you so much. I'm glad to talk to you. You have a good day, too. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.